This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Multimedia. You can find it online at www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. And it's also available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. The recent wildfires in our region have definitely put a damper on summer for many of us. And in a bid to lighten the mood a little bit, give people maybe something that they could look forward to in their day, no matter um, how trite it might be to just look forward to dessert (laughs) when um, the skies are smoky and the temperatures are hovering near 100. I will um, suggest just just about anything at times like these. And one of my most positive responses on social media recently was a photo I posted of a chocolate cream pie. And it's not my recipe. Like many of the recipes I post to my blog, it was developed by the Chicago Tribune. I give credit to these recipes and I use them because they are very trustworthy test kitchen sources of of recipes. And I want to share the most foolproof and I, I think interesting and just delicious recipes I can with readers. And I don't have, um, a lot of time to develop dessert recipes (laughs) just because I'm, I'm more focused on kind of feeding my family day to day rather than coming up with those sweet treats. So I appreciate people who do. And this particular recipe, as I mentioned, got a lot of positive feedback. The premise of this particular one was that there's no need to heat up your oven and hence heat up your kitchen when the days are 100 degrees and maybe you're not able to open windows because it's so smoky. Um, this, This recipe can be accomplished without any cooking provided that you have a pre-baked pie shell on hand. And of course, there's a a wide variety of those available in supermarkets from the pre-baked pastry crusts that are in aluminum pie plates and in freezer sections to the ready-to-fill crumb crusts such as the Keebler brand. There's, There's a wide variety available out there. And this pie can be made with any of them according to the recipe. The photo showed it with a chocolate crumb crust, which is pretty typical with chocolate pie. It would also be really delicious, I I think, with a traditional pat brise pie dough. This recipe came on the heels of another icebox pie I posted earlier in the week, a key lime pie. And the gist of this one actually was a, a light dessert for summer. I mean, key lime pie, I think, does traditionally come off light because it's just zesty with lots of citrus. But this one uses um, Neufchatel cheese, which is a third of the fat of regular cream cheese. It also uses some fat-free sweetened condensed milk, some fat-free Greek yogurt. And that was all to create the requisite texture, although it also does use gelatin to really firm it up. And that is an America's Test Kitchen recipe that was featured in the book Light and Healthy 2012. Each of these have their um, 
recommendations, basically. You know, if you're a chocolate person, certainly the chocolate cream pie is going to appeal. I myself tend to like fruit flavors, although I wouldn't necessarily gravitate to something because it was lower fat. The consumption of low-fat and non-fat dairy products, with the caveat that non-fat and low-fat milk are, are sort of in a different category, but if you are choosing to consume low-fat or non-fat dairy products, things that should be thick, that get their natural thickness from fat, and of course these things run the gamut, I think, you know, you just spend a minute thinking about it, you know what they are. Sour cream, yogurt, um, cottage cheese, half and half, whipping cream. Anytime you take the fat out of any of those products, you have to add something back to make it thick. And that most often comes in the form of corn syrup solids, um, gums, what uh, one of my favorite sources over the years from Ashland Food Co-op would refer to as goose, <laughs> gums and goose. Um, guar bean gum is fairly common locust bean gum. And for a lot of us, those sort of additives aren't really things we care to eat. So bear that in mind when you're choosing something like fat-free sweetened condensed milk, for example. But I think both of these pies have their merits. And I will share both recipes actually in this podcast with a little bonus. I'm going to do the icebox key lime pie first because it does give instructions for making a crumb crust. So this is something that you could also use in the chocolate pie um, and, you know, make this in advance. This could even be baked and frozen um, for those times when you just want a really quick dessert, you know, shell that's ready to fill. And it still fits into that concept of we don't have to heat up the house. But to, to make this crumb crust from scratch, we do have to preheat the oven to 325 degrees. Into the bowl of food processor, add eight low-fat, it's calling four gram crackers, because again, this is our low-fat recipe. However, any type of graham cracker could be used. And again, if this is going to be a chocolate crumb crust, you're going to want to choose a chocolate wafer that's about the same weight as eight graham crackers could be. You could certainly make that substitution in your kitchen. You kind of want to break those up into one-inch pieces, the graham crackers or, or the wafers. Pulse them in the food processor with one tablespoon granulated sugar until they're fine crumbs. You're going to melt and cool three tablespoons of unsalted butter and then add that to the food processor bowl with the crumbs along with two tablespoons of, again, Neufchatel cheese, which is widely available next to the cream cheese. It, you know, it's marketed as the lower fat option. Add two tablespoons of that cheese that has been softened. Pulse that to incorporate into the crumbs. Into a nine inch pie plate, sprinkle this mixture from the food processor bowl and press the crumbs into an even compact layer on the bottom and sides of the pie plate. Bake the crust until in the preheated oven until it begins to brown for 12 to 14 minutes. Then transfer the pie plate to a wire rack and let it cool completely, which will take about 45 minutes. So meanwhile, in a small bowl, 
combine one and a quarter teaspoons of unflavored gelatin. And these are the granules. I think most of us are familiar with those come in little packets, usually a box of individual packets. Nor is a very common brand. Combine one and a quarter teaspoons of unflavored gelatin with three tablespoons lime juice. You should have already taken the zest off of these limes. And that needs to measure about a tablespoon of grated lime zest. Although if you didn't do it here when you're about ready to make the gelatin mixture, you still are more limes to juice coming up, about six total. The one and a quarter teaspoons unflavored gelatin with three tablespoons lime juice needs to sit until the gelatin softens for about five minutes. Microwave it for 30 seconds until the gelatin dissolves. And of course, stir just to ensure that. The food processor bowl should be clean. In from making the crumbs. So in the clean processor bowl, blend the remaining six tablespoons softened Neufchatel cheese with one can fat-free sweetened condensed milk, and a can is about 14 ounces, with a half a cup fat-free Greek-style yogurt. And process that for about a minute. Add the gelatin mixture, which had the lime juice in it, and the remaining lime juice, which is about nine tablespoons once you've juiced six limes, which is what this recipe calls for. So this is going to have a very um, distinctive lime flavor, which I happen to love. And then a tablespoon of that grated lime zest that I mentioned that should have come from probably a couple of these limes, maybe two or three, with a teaspoon of vanilla extract. That's your filling mixture. Process all of that until it's thoroughly combined for about a minute. Scrape the mixture into the cooled pie shell and smooth the top. Cover it with plastic wrap and refrigerate it until firm for at least three hours. Icebox Key Lime Pie from America's Test Kitchen. And that recipe was posted to my blog, The Whole Dish, on July 19th. The current post for chocolate pie, which we mentioned earlier in the podcast, is the full fat version of an icebox pie. Forget about the less fat cream cheese and the non-fat sweetened condensed milk and the gelatin to firm it up. This gets its texture from fat, rightfully so. That's why it comes off as decadent, while the other one is, is certainly billed as light. So it calls for two sticks of butter, one and a half cups sugar, four ounces unsweetened chocolate that's been melted and cooled, two teaspoons vanilla extract, and four eggs at room temperature. All of that, and it's very few ingredients, it's going to go into a ready-to-fill pie shell, whether that's pre-baked, traditional pastry, as we mentioned, or a chocolate-type crumb crust, which again, you could make from the recipe for the icebox key lime pie that we just went over. You're also going to need some whipped cream. There's a nice thick layer of whipped cream on top of this pie. And of course, whipped in your stand mixer, preferably or with a handheld electric mixer, heavy cream. You don't want to use um, Cool Whip on this when you have such good quality ingredients in the filling. And semi-sweet chocolate. Um, to shave over the top for garnish. And this is how this recipe comes together. Put the two sticks of butter that have been softened 
and the one and a half cups granulated sugar in a stand mixer fitted with a paddle attachment. Beat on medium high speed for 15 minutes. And they're very, very adamant about this time. And in fact, it's adapted from Pillsbury's Best 1000 Recipes, Best of the Bake Off Collection. So this is a recipe that's certainly was developed by a home cook, tested, and they can stand firm that this needs to be beaten for 15 minutes, so set a timer on medium-high speed. Add the four ounces unsweetened chocolate that's been melted and cooled and the two teaspoons vanilla extract. Beat briefly, scraping down the sides of the bowl. And then you should have already cracked your four eggs in a separate bowl, brought them up to room temperature. It's never a a great idea to try to crack eggs directly into... um, the bowl of a running mixer, as we've always heard, because if you get a shell and it's gone, so always crack your eggs into a separate bowl, then slide those while the mixer is running in and continue beating for five minutes. Scrape down the sides and actually recommends adding them. I mean, eggs kind of tend to run together, but if you can add two at a time, add the remaining two beating for an additional five minutes. You're going to beat for an additional 10 minutes total once you've added the chocolate, vanilla, and eggs to the initial butter and sugar mixture. All this beating is going to ensure that it's a silky smooth texture, which is what you're going for, with no graininess. And that's it. That's the filling. Scrape that mixture into the pre-baked pie shell. Again, pastry or chocolate crumb. Cover and chill overnight. And then before serving, liberally spread whipped cream over the pie. This is probably going to be something on the order of at least a cup of whipped cream. Depends on how much you want. You can mound it up really high. Kind of the sky's the limit on this is depending on how decadent you want it. And then using a vegetable peeler, take that block of semi-sweet chocolate and carve on some some curls of it. This makes one nine-inch pie. And that recipe is on my current blog, The Whole Dish. It's posted actually earlier in the week, um, July 22nd. And it comes from Chicago Tribune, again, tested from Pillsbury's Best 1000 Recipes, Best of the Bake Off Collection, actually dating back to 1959. So it must be a pretty great recipe. Give one or both of those a try. Boost your mood. (laughs) this week as the temperatures continue to hover out there in the hundreds or upper 90s. And this is Sarah Lemon for the whole dish.